Hello, and welcome to Cine Drunk, the podcast where we're drunk on cinema and alcohol. Brought to you by Cinemunch.com. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, joined by Nathan. Hi there. And Elizabeth. Hello. This is part two of our ongoing actress smackdown, our, our favorite actresses showdown. Um, we, again, have bracketed them all into groups of eight. There's six of them that we categorized uh, in part one. We did our Oscar faves versus the new wave, and next, what do we got? Yeah, well, just a, a quick reminder while we're we're sipping on gin and... Gin. Gin and gin. Gin, yeah. gin, mule. The gin, gin, mule recipe to be found on the Cinemunch website. Um, we're mentioning on some cheeses that we'll talk about. We're still deciding which actresses they each represent. I am. I know you can't see me, but you can probably hear me. I am furiously scribbling notes about all of the cheeses right now. <laughs> Trying to organize my thoughts and just really dig deep into um, choosing my actresses for this for this challenge that I've been given. It's a big-ass deal. It is. And speaking of actresses, this is possibly our favorite bracket um, of the of the night, which is what we're affectionately calling the old Brits category. The old Brits. Um, although, full disclosure, a couple of them are not so old, so I, I apologize to you ladies in your 40s. <laughs> it's old. This is the old Brits. O-L apostrophe. Like getting the old gang together. More of a term of endearment, right? Yes. Yeah. Than age reflective. Let us like this is the this is the category of ladies who you want in your in the clubhouse in your backyard. Yes. At least really? I mean, I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> yeah. That says a lot about you. <laughs> yes, this might be like choosing between drinking buddies. It's like the Bernstein Bears, no girls allowed, but it's no boys allowed this time. Tables have turned. Okay. Bernstein Bears. Suck it. <laughs> Um, and they're British. Okay, so first matchup. First matchup. We should Randomly do this whole selected. category discuss it in our British accent. <laughs> oh, that sounds like hell. Nope. <laughs> oh, this is horrible. <laughs> These are too, all gonna be horrible. Too brilliant. No. Movies. Oh no. So we have Emma Thompson. Love. And Tilda Swinton. Oh no. Yeah. This I is mean... a sad day indeed. Before we even discuss their acting talents and abilities, just having to choose, speaking of drinking buddies, like, if we could only invite one to a dinner party. Oh, my God. Like, you have, like, drunk Emma Thompson holding her shoes in her hand, yep. and then Tilda Swinton, like, bringing Bong Joon-ho with her, and just, I mean, this is like choosing between my two best friends. Forget whatever we said in our guilty pleasures bracket. This is Sophie's choice right here. <laughs> I, it, it's so difficult. I mean, I think part of it is Tilda Swinton is difficult to judge next to anyone or anything. Yeah, <laughs> including, like, humans and non-humans. <laughs> right. <laughs> but these two especially, I yeah. have a difficult time evaluating them on the same level. Yes. Apples versus... Some weird yeah, form of Tilda's colors. kind of like the monolith in 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> just don't quite. There's some unanswered questions there. And for that reason, my vote goes to Tilda. Mm -hmm. um, no, I think uh, O 
overall reviewing their filmography in my mind, I think I have to go for Tilda probably because it's, she's just so exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the screen, both in her choices of films and her acting choices and her chameleon-like abilities, even while she always appears more or less the same, alien-like. But not really, I mean, even, like, if you... But if you think of Snowpiercer or something. Right, or, like, Broken Flowers, even, where she, Mm. like, is brunette, and it's a very grounded performance and role, but she looks so different. Or, like, when the train wreck preview came out, and people yeah. were like, that's Tilda Swinton? Because she looks so different being all, like, glammed up and yeah. editrix. And... Yeah. Whereas for me, Emma Thompson would totally be my choice for dinner date. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. But Tilda it is. I am torn. I, beyond just Tilda being a goddess, her performance in Michael Clayton, which is also kind of a grounded, more yeah. naturalistic... Oh, yeah. I. For some reason, like, I liked the movie, but for some reason, I was blown the fuck away by that performance. Agreed. And I don't know why, because, you know, I've seen bits and pieces since then, and I, you know, it's it's great. I wouldn't say it's anything other, but for some reason, I was so captured by that performance, and I, that's one of my favorite Oscar wins of the last decade. Like, Agreed. I can't believe she won. Agreed. And I can't believe that's her only nomination, but I can totally believe it, because it's Tilda Swinton, and people just don't, don't know, know what to do with her. Um, but even... Beyond that, and a lot of her other work, we love I Am Love Ugh. here in this household. Um, I am in love with I Am Love. Amen. Yo son no la mort. Something like that. Um, I gotta go with Emma Thompson. I mean, I just think oh, of yeah. like, yeah, I th- I'm thinking of like, 90, like 90s while I was growing up. Emma yeah. Thompson was the shit. Yeah. And then writing and winning the Oscar for Sense and Sensibility. Like her she, Golden Globe she takes such charge. Yeah, and she, she's got great screen presence, and she can be really regal without being stuffy. Yeah. Just, like, she's classy, but right. she's also, like, fun. shoot she's the shit. Fun like, on you the You want to have her as your dinner date, your yeah. drinking buddy. And she's crazy, trained, talented. Oh, yes. I mean, this is, you know... It's hard. I feel like she's more traditional. Well, anyone is more traditional next to Tilda Swinton, but I narrowly, <laughs> go, narrowly go with Emma Thompson, who I'm probably more comfortable with. It's, this is really difficult. First off, I would be happy as a clam if this was our final two Mm -hmm. of the entire actor's bracket, actually. (laughs) I mean, Emma Thompson had such a profound influence on my love of film and my love of actresses um, as a child. I mean, just between Sense and Sensibility and um, Much Ado About Nothing Alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's maybe my favorite Beatrice ever. She just embodied, like, I've seen and been in and whatever, so many much ado about nothings, and nothing ever compares to her take on Beatrice. Um, But then, of course, like, in my more recent years, Tilda Swinton is one who I'm always excited to see and always so different. And I, I think I'm ultimately going to go with Tilda, only because I feel like, in a way, Emma Thompson is, like, your favorite comfort food and mm. that it's going to be delicious. It's going to be legitimately good, but you know what you're getting. And Tilda, when I take a bite, I have no idea what it's going to be, but I always love it. But it's like, 
trying Ethiopian food. Yeah. You know, you don't know what it's anything about what it's going to be, yeah. but it's surprising and delicious. Yeah. But that is just, I mean, gutting. It is. Tilda Swinton, it is. Next, uh, in our old Brits bracket, we have <clears throat> Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. Dame Helen Mirren. I'm sure many of these people are dames. Let's just call them all dames. <laughs> Let's call them all dames. Versus Dame Naomi Watts, who, <laughs> just a asterisk, uh, she was born in, in the UK. Indeed, and she lived, lived there, there until she was eight. Yeah, and then moved to, to Australia. So she's an honorary old Brit. Uh, yeah, Dame Naomi Watts versus Dame Helen Mirren. Easy call for me. I'm going to go with Naomi Watts. I, I think Helen Mirren is very talented, but I find her very unexciting. Yeah. And I grew up, like, my mom and I loved Prime Suspect, the mm-hmm. BBC. Oh, like, yeah, she's phenomenal. Oh, my God. And I mean, it's not necessarily just her performance that's phenomenal, but you right. know, that, that was really great. Um, but Mulholland Drive is one of those movies that's, like, profoundly affected me and my sensibility of what I look for or really respond to in, in films and her performance in that is so exciting. I think she's outstanding and I heart Huckabees and I wish she did more like <laughs> outright comedies. Yeah. Yeah. She's just more exciting than Helen. She Mirren. also gets huge points for me. The movie is such a slog in so many ways, but for King Kong, mm. she's so, for me, she's the only reason that that movie is even watchable to be honest. I thought that was phenomenal casting. She's just so charming. She makes all of her scenes really work. All the stuff with the ape, the only reason you even care is because of what she's doing. I just, like, Naomi Watts is like an older Kira Knightley for me. I'm always on board for what they're doing. I'm always excited. And she has a touch of the Nicole Kidman, which is that she, she does take bad. risks and she can be bad, but I appreciate that she goes for it. Whereas Helen Mirren, she's always good, but there's no, like, I'm never, like, excited, yes, this is a new Helen Mirren film, whereas I'm always excited and interested to see what Naomi Watts is Woman doing. in Gold, wasn't that, like, the top of your must-watch <laughs> It was not. But again, that having been said, Helen Mirren, again, please come have a drink with me. We can be drinking buddies. Yeah, yeah, I think you seem... like, the classiest class act. Awesome and amazing, and... But I would have to go with... I have to go with Naomi Watts. Yeah, Helen Mirren's intimidating, even through the TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She seems so classy and just... But Controlled. not, But not, you know, in her own head and not pretentious, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, she exudes class. Right. Um, it's not just because she's always playing queens. Right. Or the queen. But in that, in that vein, I think... Even though now what we forget that she was out, in Caligula. What Caligula. stands out for her, to me, is her appearances in in real life. Right. As Helen Mirren, at award shows in particular. Great speeches. Um, and so, you know, overall, for just pure acting abilities and what I've seen, I would, I would also choose Naomi Watts. Great. So that old Brit who is only in her forties <laughs> and only lived in England until she was eight. <laughs> you know, we have to fudge a little. All right. Uh, next matchup is ooh, this is already going to be a good one. Amelda Staunton. Yes. Castmate of Emma Thompson <gasps> versus Maggie Smith. Yikes. Mm-hmm. 
Maggie Smith, Imelda Staunton. Well. I think I know which one you're going to do. I am 100% behind Imelda Staunton. Yep, that's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) And I love Maggie Smith. Um, I'm most familiar in her work with her work in a little movie called The Best Exotic American <laughs> <laughs> And also on a, a TV show called Downton Abbey. Oh, um, sure. And she's, she's brilliant. <clears throat> Excuse me. Brilliant, and she's a global treasure. Um, for sure. Uh, but I'm just, I'm really not that familiar with most of her movie work, especially, you know, anything older than... Like her Oscar-winning roles. Well, certainly her Oscar-winning roles. So that's, I mean, that's my bad. Whereas Imelda Staunton, um, I think it comes down to something I think Matt mentioned earlier, which is if they have, if the person has one role Mm -hmm. that just bulldozes you and, and sticks with you for the rest of your life, um... Imelda Staunton uh, is that person, and I'm stalling because I can't remember the name of the movie. Vera Drake. Vera Drake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vera Drake. <laughs> See, I have this thing with names. I can't remember people's names. We've also had and the, several drinks this The name morning. of the movie is, is someone's name, so um, <laughs> that's my excuse. Uh, but that movie is, I mean, um, it's a brilliant movie. Yeah. Um, and she's brilliant in it. And I've legitimately loved her in everything I've seen her in. Also, uh, the movie called Another Year, which is another, is it Mike Lee? Yep. Yeah. Another Mike Lee film. She has a very small role, but she's just, she's a Aces. devastating presence. Yeah. So, anyway. I mean, this one feels hard in a way because it's, a real character actress to her core, which is what Imelda Staunton is. I mean, she's had small roles in so many things that she's really fantastic with, whereas Maggie Smith is like... I mean, now she feels a little bit more like a character actress who pops up in smaller things and, you know, is Professor McGonagall and all that. But she was a real leading actress. But I think for me, I have to go in the opposite as much as I love Imelda, which again... I mean, really, I think this whole category, like, I just want to be drinking buddies with all of them. (laughs) I want them to be my best friends in life. And I think they're all incredibly talented actresses. But um, I've loved Maggie Smith for such a long, long time. Um, And a big part of it was I had really liked her, and then I was really getting into the Oscars and wanting to, like, revisit old performances. And I watched her. And I also love old British movies, so I watched her in... um, what is it? Miss Jean Brody. Was prime of Miss Jean Thank Brody. Thank you. The Prime yeah. of Miss uh, Jean Brody. And she's so phenomenal in that movie. And then I had read California Suite and I watched it and I think she's really great in it. And then she also has a special place in my heart, which is that she can she has these like great dramatic pieces. Um, and then we also see her as like the funny old broad now. Mm-hmm. But if you watch Murder by Death, which is one of my favorite. It's totally like a precursor to Clue. And mm-hmm. it's a send-up of all the classic old mystery novels and detective characters. And she is part of the spoof on Nick and Nora Charles. Mm-hmm. And she's so, like, sexy and wry. And it's 
again, it's just so different, which really shows what versatility she actually has. Now she sort of just plays the Maggie Smith characters, yep. and she plays it really, really well. But she's so versatile, and she's so funny. I have to go with Maggie Smith. For basically those same reasons, I'm going to go with Maggie Smith, too. I think she gets kind of... No! <laughs> I'm not surprised in the least. <laughs> she, she gets kind of placed in this, not really a rut, because she's crazy successful given her right. age and how long she's been around. I'm so excited. And she's excited. like 89 years old. <laughs> right, she is one foot in the grave. No, that's too bad. Um, let's not even talk about no, it. No, let's not. I I'm going to have to like, ima- call out of work. I cannot imagine a world without I'm going to mourn her like I mourned my own grandmother. She's kind of just treading like the same type of, yeah. of role. Maybe due to the success of Don't Maddie, but good for her. She is writing that. But it's easy to forget, not to say how versatile, but just she was really sexy and yeah. just had such a presence. And she's also kind of not traditionally beautiful no. when she was younger. I don't know. Um, but in but a yeah, way that crazy in a talented. way that leading actresses from the sixties and seventies weren't always. I mean, you think right, of like they could get it. Wait, Shelley Duvall's and oh, I love Shelley Duvall. Sissy Spacek and all these right, yeah, for wonderful sure. actresses, but who actually looked like interesting people instead of. Yeah, but that was a difficult, difficult one. I, I love Melda Stanton. Love, I love, do too. Love, but narrowly Maggie Smith. What is our last matchup? Well, we have Hoodie Dench. <laughs> ah, Hoodie. <laughs> That's Judy Dench. That's the Dame rest of Judy you. Dench. Yes. And Sally Hawkins. Oh. Another poor Sally. We we again mean the old affectionately for you, Sally. You are not old. <laughs> not old Brit. <laughs> um, I gotta go with Judy Dench. I I really, really, really do love Sally Hawkins and I so glad she got Oscar nominated for um, Blue Jasmine when she should have also been nominated for Happy Go Lucky. But uh, Judy Dench, like, that career is fascinating. It is very fascinating. Like, I mean, she was, she's been a working actress always, but just like, she didn't in really Hollywood, she didn't really break out like until 97. And yeah. then she was like basically nominated every other year since then. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you compare Notes on a Scandal and her Queen Elizabeth and Shakespeare in Love and Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, just Judy Dench is the shit. She's great. But I feel like I'm actually going to go Sally Hawkins. And I think it's because Judy Dench is great. But I feel like actually in a way that I don't think with Maggie Smith, although part of it is unfair because Judy Dench didn't really break out film wives until later. Mm-hmm. Maggie Smith had more of her younger years to make films. But um I feel like it's still always a variation on Judy Dench. Like I know sort of like with Helen Mirren, I know what I'm getting with Judy Dench. And I used to I would I would have felt that way with Sally Hawkins too until Blue Jasmine. And I, that was such a like I didn't see Sally Hawkins that I thought I knew in that and I think she's such an interesting quirky I think she's just the more exciting screen presence at this point I would have maybe said that about Judy Dench I, I was kind of over her but then notes on a scandal really oh, kind she's... of flipped the script like she's sinister and not likable but she so is, but grounded I feel like there's and... something about Judy Dench that I can 
I feel like it's just the old British woman that she. Right. I don't know. I I think she's great. Well, I mean, again, I think she's great too. This is like you know she's. In, I know, and I can settle this. You can please um, do. I love Sally Hawkins, and now you know who I'm going to vote for. Because um, there's going to be a but. But no, I do. I love Sally Hawkins. Um, I think. I kind of agree with what both of you have been saying about Judy Dench. There's a definite, like, Dench of it all that <laughs> is always present. Little kind of like the Dench. Tom Hanks um, oh. factor, mm. which it, good in terms of Tom Hanks... <laughs> it's a is, great comparison, Judy Dench and Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, <laughs> where's that romantic comedy? <laughs> New Harold and Maude. The okay. Tom Hanks of it all is pretty much always a bad thing. Um, except in Captain Phillips. Um, the Judy Dench of it all is usually a good thing. Mm, yeah. um, she also has this undeniable gravitational pull mm-hmm. of sorts. I agree um, with that. That just... She also has... Se- I lose your eyes to her on the screen. Yeah. I also will say she has sex appeal. Oh, much, very much yeah. so. Which is interesting as not only a woman of a certain age, but of a, like, non-Helen Mirren body type. Right. You know what I mean? She's like, but there's something infinitely still really a, sexy about her. Judy with an I instead of a Y. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> so, hoodie. welcome to the club. Again, there were, there were really no losers in that first round. They're all... Yeah, now. So let us narrow this final four in our old Brits bracket. <laughs> the old Brits bracket. I, I don't know. Uh, we got Maggie Smith versus... I hope it's Judy. Naomi Watts. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> Again, they're the difficult the to compare. The honorary Brit. Crickets. Um, I because I love them both so much, but in my soul, just for Sister Act two, I'm gonna say <laughs> Maggie Smith. Also, I feel like I voted younger on the past two, so I'm gonna throw in an old broad. Oh, I was just about to say, fuck it, I'm going. You know, several drinks in, I'm. Much more fascinated currently by Naomi Watts, Even which is I, also true. <laughs> I think she can be straight up bad in some things, it's true. But, but right now I'm, I'm feeling the the kilowatts. All right, we got one Dame Smith, we got one kilowatts. What you say, Nathan? <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you say? Um, what do I say? Uh, Volt, I say <laughs> that didn't really work. Uh, I think because we're defining this on who's still working, blah, blah, blah. And I know Maggie Smith's still working. I realize that. But um, I am tempted to kind of lean towards the people who I'm more interested in right now. Yeah. And so Naomi Watts is it for me. All Uh right. Wattsy moves ahead. Oh, Wattsy. People are going to think we're real ageists. Oh, well. So our final matchup is uh, Judy versus the Tilda versus the Swinton. And for me, it's real, real clear. As much as I love Judy, 
Ain't got nothing on Tilda. My vote's Tilda. We named one of our cats after Tilda, but I gotta go with Judy Dench, actually. Ooh. And it's the opposite of what I just did when I was like, fuck it, Naomi Watts. This is the old Brits category. I probably should have gone with Maggie Smith in the past one, but... Judy Maggie Dench. Smith was never gonna win this category. I don't know about that. I don't that. know about I that, She could have. There could have been a... I think it's different scenario. for Mad Night because we've seen her older stuff. I think yeah. if I were going off just, like, recent Maggie mm-hmm. Smith, I would agree with that sentiment, but having seen Prime Mr. Brody and everybody like that... Sweet. Yeah, I don't know. We're going by favorite actresses, and it's also like Tilda can be so out there, especially with her choices, mm. that the movies don't always connect with me, even if her performances are something I really appreciate. Judy's more commercial, and I'm just bound to. You're a commercial whore. I am a commercial whore. And Hollywood, right down the center. I think this is the closest call for me yet, to be totally honest. I think. But I've already decided. And what have you decided? And I think it comes down to Tilda being just more of a personality that I'm attracted to. Mm -hmm. As well as a brilliant actress, of course. But um, if we're going with... uh, the actress bracket, I think I have to go with Judy Dench. Wow. <gasps> At one point in my life, I even Ugh. confused Judy Dench with Meryl Streep. Matt can attest to this. I didn't <laughs> really know who Meryl Streep was. And part of this is because I started really paying attention to movies in 97 when Judy Dench started, like... Right, she started having yeah. breaks. Getting there. nominated left and right for everything. Yeah. And so, in my mind, she was this long-established um, veteran of the screen. Yeah. But but I stand by that she deserves that kind of praise. So, Judy Dench wins. Judy Dench. So, Naomi Watts or Judy Dench? Who wins our old Brits bracket? Well, if it's an old Brits bracket, I feel like I have to go with Judy. I can't have... As much as I admire Naomi Watts, yeah. I can't have her win this, this bracket. Yeah. And I think also just... I would vote for Judy then. Yeah. I would vote for Judy for sure over those two. Which I really hope then that uh, Judy ends up going up against Kate Winslet when we do old, if we do old Brits versus young Iris and old Iris. Yeah. Hey, hey. What is our next category? All right. So moving on from our old Brits, which I'm real sad. And again, ladies, if any of you are listening to this podcast, which I'm sure all of you are, you know, call me up because I really want to be your best friend. So We're huge in Britain, actually. Cinedrunk <laughs> so. is the... Cinedrunk translates the well go-to. across the Atlantic. So our next is American classics. Sort of women of a certain age who are American. Yeah, we had Across the Pond. Now let's... Let's yeah, so obviously I home. don't like any of these as well as I like the previous <laughs> numbers. <It's> true. <laughs> um, oh, this is a real American classic. Our first is Jane Fonda. Yes, ma'am. Versus, ooh, Annette Benning. Interesting matchup. The Benning and the Fonster. Yeah. Not, the not a name that she's ever been called. No. <laughs> Oh, I really part of the reason I root for Annette Benning so hard all the time is because I want her to have an Oscar for some 
kind of irrational reason. Yeah. I mean, 1999 was like the first year I really, really started obsessively following the Oscars and right. as phenomenal as Hilary Swank is in Boys Don't Cry, and you won't find her on this list because... No, thank you. She's not phenomenal in anything else. <laughs> Swank face. Um, <laughs> I, I love Annette Bening, but Jane Fonda is something else. She... I mean, she comes from a acting dynasty, or really just her dad, Henry Fonda. Nine to Five is one of my favorite movies, but I do also Clute. She's so good. Coming Home, I recently just watched while well, coming home from Vietnam, of all places. Mm, how fitting. How appropriate. She's. No, she's really phenomenal. Though. Aces. Yeah. And those are her, her two Oscar winning. I mean, clearly her career peaked at that point and she went away for a long time and if we're judging on her recent work not so much but i'm really excited actually today the netflix series with her and lily tomlin i think just started well still whatever i still think jane fonda is a really i mean she she she's what i think of when i think of like 70s which is a really exciting time for filmmaking and i think just her naturalism and her charisma and sex appeal and everything and she's still a not really trained, but a very talented, great instincts mm-hmm. actress. She she gets it over the Benning for me. Well, I think <laughs> that I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Not surprising. Um, <laughs> um, I agree that in 9 to 5, Jane Fonda is... is Quite excellent. Um, wait, she's in nine to five. Yes, You're yes. looking at me so far. <laughs> no, yes. stop doing we're, this. We're, no, we're waiting to see if you can construct a sentence with your. Oh yes. Uh, I like Jane Fonda. Period. Mm-hmm. And I like Annette Benning more. Period. Therefore, Annette Benning gets my vote, and it's particularly for American Beauty. I'm of that age. I'm woefully underversed in Jane Fonda's movies um, and Annette Bennings, really. So I just have to go with, you know, what I know. And what I know is that American Beauty, uh, is that Annette Bening in American Beauty kind of blew me away. Mm-hmm. Those blinds. Yeah. Um. Well... You know, part of it is comes up so many times in our brackets. And I was actually just, I just read the other day that there's like some study that says that your sort of like peak for enjoyment in cinema or like the things that stick with you the most is at nine years old. Wow. Which makes sense for me that like my favorite like movies I have lots of attachment to are like Jurassic Park and mm-hmm. all these things that came out in like, you know, the early, early to mid nineties. Um, so Annette Benning was just much more a part of my childhood. I love an American president. Ooh, I think yeah. she's phenomenal. Like, so that was my first real introduction to her. And then because I was obsessed, I went through a period where I was obsessed with Angelica Houston. I loved the grifters and she's, she's so, so sexy and great in that. And then American beauty, she's outstanding. She's the best part of that movie, in my opinion. I loved her and the kids are all right, which is a movie that I liked more than mm. either of you, I think. Um, 
whereas Jane Fonda is someone I came to appreciate sort of later mm-hmm. because it wasn't until I was in my 20s that I watched Coming Home and some of her earlier stuff. And I think she's great in 9 to 5, but I think she's a little bit overshadowed in 9 to 5 oh, certainly. by <laughs> Lily Tomlin and Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. And so Danny it's Coleman. like she's not even yeah. my favorite part of what is probably my favorite Jane Fonda movie, which mm, is 95. That's true. So for me, I have to go Annette Benning because Annette Benning is in more of my favorite movies and my favorite part of them. I also really like her in Being Julia. She's oh, such a, absolutely. a wonderful take on an actress of a certain age. I mean, she's just really great. So Annette Benning moves on. In our American Classics round. I feel like we need to be like NPR. More <laughs> classics. More classics coming to you. <laughs> Courtesy of Susan Sarandon. Oh, God, oh, I fucking knew <laughs> Up against Jodie Foster in a battle to the death. Well, I will oh. just go first because I have a feeling I might get outranked on this one. Oh. Jodie Foster doesn't really do it for me. There's something about her that's a little bit Holly Hunterish. Uh, that's nothing but an enormous no, positive. I totally see what you're saying. But. Susan Sarandon is my spirit animal. <laughs> I and and this I'll admit I'm a little bit colored also by her like in life, not just in film. Mm-hmm. But also speaking of like Susan Sarandon is sort of an alien in her looks, just very big eyes. She's beautiful, but in a weird way. She's very distinctive looking. She's a little crusty. But <laughs> the movies, and I'm trying to remember the name of it, and I can't remember the name of it. It's this like romantic comedy she did, I want to say in the late 80s, early 90s, where she ends up having this like affair with a neighbor, but it turns out so much, I mean, I really can't even, I can't even describe the plot to you, but it's this movie that my aunt loved, and I watched it at a very early age, but it was like a surprisingly, like, sexually frank movie, and she's so sexy in it, and then I saw a Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I, I forget she's in that. and sort of like the Carrie Mulligan thing, although not with the voice, but there's something about her that's just so, maybe it's also just because she has huge breasts comparatively to, like, her very small body. You know, like, starlets often have, like, very, like, they're just small. They're tiny. Yeah, yeah. There's something about her that, to me, just speaks of, like, womanhood and sexuality that I think she's so sexy. But then she's also amazing. And, like, in Dead Men Walking, which is not really a movie I even like that much, but I love her performance. I don't know. I think she's just fascinating. I saw her in Ex the King. I know, again, this is theater, not film, but she was really, like, she held her own with Jeffrey Rush, and it's Jeffrey Rush on stage, and he was extraordinary, and she just has such a regal presence. I don't know. Jodie Foster, I think, is interesting, and I appreciate the choices she's made, and I think she has a point of view as a filmmaker and all sorts of things, but I'm just never as intrigued and drawn to her performances, whereas... Susan Sarandon, to me, just has such a charisma and presence and appeal that it's easily Susan Sarandon for me. Hmm. Nathan? For me, I, I mean, I, I'm voting for Jodie Foster, and I think, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> but I think for me, what I love about her is that she, she definitely, she's definitely always Jodie Fostery. Yeah. Um, 
but she's able to communicate such emotion through that um, in a way that's that's affecting and um, you know even though she's even though her there's a lot that's idiosyncratic about her she has very distinctive speech patterns mm -hmm. very distinctive voice but there's so much humanity that she's able to communicate despite that yeah um, that's what I think is really cool to see and ultimately that's why she's one of my favorites and Susan Surrendered I just I honestly haven't seen that much that she's done what I've seen I've liked but I think she's a little crusty and curly and... <laughs> how dare you <laughs> she's kind of like you wheel her out of the wardrobe every once how in a while how dare you blow off the dust <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm going to wheel you into the <laughs> wardrobe. Um, you can have your favorites, but you don't need to speak so cruelly about mine. I <laughs> am kind of on the fence. This is a really difficult one for me, and I, after Elizabeth, you gave your spiel, I was siding with Susan Sarandon. Nathan, after you said your thing about Jodie Foster and the humanity and everything, I'm almost siding with her, and I'm really torn. I think um, they're both from a similar era of, a, you know, Jodie Foster is Jodie Foster and she can only be Jodie Foster. Susan yeah. Sarandon is Susan Sarandon yeah, and she can not, really only be Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Which was what was kind of, you know, appealing about both of them. You know, they definitely have distinct personalities on screen and right. that was kind of what was appreciated at the time as well. Right. Um, which is maybe why they're not as successful now beyond the fact that just their age in Hollywood is ageist and sexist and ridiculous. But, um... Oh, it's hard. I, I like Silence of the Lambs, but I don't necessarily love Jodie Foster in it. Yeah. I love Thelma and Louise, but I think Gina Davis is so much better than Susan Sarandon oh, in that see, movie. I disagree. I, uh, and I, for me, it's all about And Susan. I hate Gina Davis. Like she, You I won't know. find her in this list, but I think she's phenomenal in that movie. I think she's good in that movie, but I think Susan Sarandon sells it for me. But I get that all point right. of view. Um, I th you know what I think I respect so much about Susan Sarandon is that she somehow managed to be a sex symbol and be sexy, but also be taken seriously, even before Dead Man Walking, which I think takes a certain caliber. You know what I mean? I feel like you either have actresses who are like serious actresses or you have actresses who are sexy and it's really hard to cross like over. box office draws, but they're not also critically right yeah. or like if they do crossover they have to do like a Charlize Theron where they gain right, weight totally and prosthetics and yeah. fake noses and all this and she doesn't really have to there's something about her her power on film and maturity on film that reads as like a more complete woman yeah I don't know they're both really no, they're strong both great. I love Jodie Foster too mature females who I mean yeah. just Jodie both of them just their longevity in, in the industry is really yeah commendable I mean Jodie Foster starting as a child actress right and her transition has been pretty seamless good for her I I think I just have to go with Jodie Foster only because of contact fair enough I think that's, that's why I thought that actually that both of you would vote for Jodie Foster yeah that it's just specific? you know when going down to both of them I just happen to love a Jodie Foster movie more than I love any Susan Sarandon movie that I see. Though I do have Fair some enough. definite holes 
well, really in both of their filmographies, yeah. but I haven't seen Bull Durham. I haven't seen right. Atlantic City. I haven't seen, you know, lots of key Susan Sarandon movies. But narrowly, Jodie Foster, that was a interesting, good matchup. Yeah. Well, I will also say before we even continue, not so much Jane Fonda, who in her youth was very classically sort of like Hollywood bombshell, but it's interesting to see sort of like both, uh, all three, like Annette Benning, Jodie Foster, and Susan Sarandon are unique looking women, women with unique presence, like surprising maturity, all in a way that I feel like you just don't, like everything is so cookie cutter now. <laughs> yeah. It's such a, a business. It's such a like homogenized look, especially for actresses. Yeah. That it makes me sad that I don't feel like we have, like the Susan Sarandons and the Jodie Fosters and the Annette Bennings. I feel like hopefully we do. We just, we're too wrapped Maybe. up in the current industry. We can't, we don't have the perspective to know. Maybe. <clears throat> Anyhow, our next uh, in the American classic series, <laughs> we have Miss Lily Tomlin mm. versus Miss Sally Field. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. One is like total like Hollywood starlet in her youth and the other is like this weird quirky presence. <laughs> right. Both started on television. Yeah. I think for me the word favorite is gonna kind of take over here. Um, Lily Tomlin is just so much fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, god, yeah. In anything she does. <clears throat> And Sally Field is kind of dreary. <laughs> it's kind of like that field that's been sprayed with pesticides. I mean, as a person, oh, she's really great. Yeah, like, she's awesome. She's so great. And and um, some of her work I've enjoyed, question mark. But no, Lily Tomlin for the win. I am one of the biggest Lily Tomlin supporters. <laughs> I've seen her do a stand-up live. I love her, you know, her, like, one-woman shows yeah. I've seen on DVD. I, 9 to 5, growing up, was one of my, you <laughs> know, I've rewatched and rewatched and rewatched that movie so many times. And I do think she's a great actress in that movie. Nashville, her one Oscar nomination, which qualifies her for this. She's great in it. it I mean, it's a and fucking tastic movie and everyone's great that's such I mean it's Robert Altman it's a great ensemble but for me Lily Tomlin is a comedian and Sally Field is an actress and I think of oh I, my goodness no I think look I think that statement can never be taken back we're talking about actresses not that Lily Tomlin can't act, or she's not an actress. She could be headed for an Oscar nomination this year, for, and I cannot wait to see this so movie you mean called Grandma. Comedian. When you yeah, say not comedian. just not just a comedian of because she's done dramatic okay. work as well. I'm just saying when I think of these two, I think of Lily Tomlin as a great comedian who I really love to watch, and she makes me laugh. And Sally Field, I don't necessarily love all of her performance. She's very Hollywood, mm-hmm. but I, it comes back to Steel Magnolias. And the oh. the super saccharine, cheesy, but so goddamn effective after they bury Julia Roberts and her 
whole spoiler alert. Okay, twenty-five-year-old spoiler <laughs> like 30. alert. Thirty-year-old spoiler More alert. More even. Fifty-year-old spoiler <laughs> alert. Julia Roberts dies in Steel Magnolias. Get She's over it. Now Seventy years old. Drink your juice, Shelby. Um, she did. Just her. Maybe she did. Her motherly. I don't understand why. Someone tell me why I had to be... It's so visceral. And so, I mean, there's a reason the woman has two Best Actress Oscars. And I haven't seen Yeah, because seen she was super movie. cute. Partially. And young. Yeah. And pretty. Yeah, partially. Yeah. But still effective. Well, I I'm think gonna, of Mrs. Doubtfire. I love Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm going to put us out of our misery. First off, Steel Magnolias and that whole genre... As we know, the like super melodramatic what, that usually never works for me. So big <laughs> to steal my millions. Uh, although I do love Dolly Parton in that movie, um, <laughs> which really is like you know, She's so Lily Tomlin to quote Nathan just wets my whistle. <laughs> She's. Everything I love, she's natural, she's raw, she's spontaneous, she's quirky looking. Um, two of my all-time favorite movies, 9 to 5, which for me, she's MVP. Oh, for sure. And then Nashville is my favorite Robert Altman movie. I cannot express how much I love that movie. Sally Field is good, but she, on another podcast, How Did This Get Made?, um, one of their guest hosts, Drew jo- Drew Drogi, brought up Sally Field one time. <laughs> like, you know, Sally Field, she's always just doing a little too much. She's just <laughs> giving it a little too extra, and that's how I feel about Sally Field. And sometimes it works, like soap dish. Oh my god, yeah. Totally, but that is it's like the Anne Hathaway thing, right? Like it's so mm. suited to her and her always giving a little too much that it's brilliant because that's what the character calls for. Yeah. But not every character calls for that. <clears throat> Lincoln. So, <laughs> sorry, Sally. It's it's Lily. I feel like that was like a, the gay man's matchup. Lily Tomlin and Sally Field <laughs> was like perfect. I'm kind of shocked they went with Sally Field, but I'm so happy that Lily Tomlin's winning. Well, this next one is a real treasure trove. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. What do we got? Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopster. This is... Holly Hunter. <laughs> All right, I will go first because this is an absolute no-brainer. I think my favorite female <laughs> film performance of all time is Holly Hunter in Broadcast News. I know. But just be- beyond that, the piano, the firm. Is she mute in the piano? <laughs> for good uh, reason. She sure. Well, she does voiceover. She narrates as well, but she won the Oscar for it. Um, I think Holly Hunter is a treasure. <laughs> A true fucking treasure. I love Whoopi Goldberg, but but no, it there it's a no no contest for me. I have one thing to say to you. I'm sure I know what it is. Molly, you in danger, girl. <laughs> Whoopi gets my vote. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, here's a little thing to know Raising about Raising Arizona. I do love Raisin. I love Welcome some Holly holidays. Hunter movies. And I actually, in her later age, she really, like, I loved her in Top of the Lake, which is a mm-hmm. miniseries and a movie. Still. I have a real thing with voices, as I've already sort of expressed. <laughs> they <laughs> Talking about great voices. 
That's true. <laughs> but the Holly Hunter thing is so... Over the top. And strange to me. She can't turn off her voice, yeah. It's just Holly Holly Hunter. <laughs> and there's something so... It's the Southern mixed with the speech impediment that I just question, how did you become... How did you put... How are you in film? How are you in a job where you are allowed to talk? My favorite thing is the new on the Superman, Superman trailer. How do we know what absolute power? I mean, I don't even. Right. I, I, it just. It well, takes you don't even me. see her. It's just like all this random voiceover yes. over ominous and images, and you hear the voice, and it instantly takes you out of. Oh, that's Holly Hunter. And but I, that's almost like a plus for me. But, She's so just Holly Hunter, but No, and I so get it. And great. Whoopi Goldberg is so Whoopi Goldberg, so it's funny that these two came up. But for me, it's just irritating to me. It's one of those <laughs> speech things that I just, the same way, like, I can't get over that Tobey Maguire's voice has not dropped, his testicles are undescended. <laughs> or, like, Billy Crystal and his, like, goblin-esque delivery. Like, it's one of those things that I just can't get past. So while there are Holly Hunter movies I like, and I'm sure she's a great actress, I can't get past the voice, so it has to be Whoopi Goldberg. Also, once again, Sister Act 2. <laughs> Always comes back. That is just <laughs> unfortunate on several levels. Well, sometimes but you lose. still, <laughs> you said it, Holly. You know, I was Benning, Arizona was a pretty good movie. Jodie Foster, Lily Tomlin, Whoopi Goldberg. Mm -hmm. Let's narrow this, this okay. down. Okay. We have Whoopi Goldberg, Indeed. once again, and Jodie Foster. Ooh. Oh. I'll go first to Jodie. She's just more diverse and is still working in some capacity as opposed to being on The View. So, Jodie. I concur. I'm going to go Jodie. And I think I really need to see the color purple before I can really mm. assess as mm -hmm. an actress bracket mm -hmm. Whoopi Goldberg. As much as I love all yeah. her work. Ghost notwithstanding. Right. Jody. Which, for the record, speaking of saccharine things, I actually don't like the movie Ghost. And it would be a straight up hate except for Whoopi Goldberg, who is a goddamn treasure. Amen. She's sure fabulous in it. These actresses are full of treasures. Yeah. Uh, so Annette Benning or Lily Tomlin? Uh, yikes. I'm going to go Annette Benning. Worship Lily Tomlin, but I even voted for Sally Field over her. I know. Like five minutes ago, somehow. We're not but, friends anymore, but... Uh, <laughs> I actually will agree with Annette Benning only because I think it comes down to now that we're at like the high stakes, she has more range than Tomlin, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, I vote for Lily Tomlin. Fair enough. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, I, again, she really wets my whistle. And Lily, call me. Like, we should be drinking buddies. Oh, amen. Our American classics bracket comes down to Annette Benning versus Jodie Foster. Ooh, that's a great... Final two, actually, for American classics. It is, and now I kind of want to watch The Kids Are Alright with Annette Benning and Jodie Foster instead of Julianne Moore, oh, which I love. I think Julianne Moore gives the best performance in that movie, but that would be yeah. kind of interesting. I don't know. 
For me, I'll go first. It's Annette Benning because Annette Benning has more movies that meant more to me. Going through. Goes down to the filmography. And I think and I think also comes down to her as an actress versus like Jodie Foster, who I think has been a part of phenomenal movies that she's excellent in, but it isn't phenomenal because of her. Mm. Being Julia is phenomenal because of Annette Benning. Fair enough. I would for pretty much the same reason, uh, vote for Jodie Foster because she's been in more movies that have meant more to me. And I think in a certain way, I, she, her work registers with me as being more sincere, which is mm-hmm. weird because I could totally see how someone would have the opposite mm-hmm. opinion with Jodie Foster. Um, but I think Annette Benning is a little bit more studied, maybe a little bit more intellectual somehow. Well, I think especially like her big, I feel like the performance that sticks out to everyone is probably American Beauty and that's such a big performance. It's right. such a performative. Right. Right. Which works for the style of the movie. Correct. No, but it's totally appropriate. that also totally is indicative of her work in general, yeah. I think. Oh, I feel like both of them get a lot of naturalistic roles or, mm-hmm. you know, they're not doing outro, like, really stylized. Right. I mean, American, there are certainly right. works of theirs that are stylized, but I think I, and they're not always the most natural, either of them, I don't no. think, but I have to go with Annette Benning. I think, and it comes down to what you said about range, and I hate that we're always in this age or that we're currently in an age where we're always championing you know disappearing into roles or like range is like the key of a great actress or actor but I feel like Jodie Foster can't really do comedy right like I think of Maverick which is a movie I kind of like a lot (laughs) and she's really just kind of awkward in it yeah like it really works because of and I can't believe I'm saying this because he's an insane person, but it really works in the it's charms of James Garner and Mel Gibson. Yeah, for sure. Not Jodie Foster's comedic ability. Yeah, and like I almost like her more because of it, but not necessarily as an actress. Right. So I think I gotta go with the Benning. Annette Benning wins our American Classics, and Judy Dench wins our Old Brits, which concludes uh, the second portion of our act- favorite actress showdown so stay tuned we have two more brackets the blockbuster beauties versus the indie queens yeah and then our winners go head to head in our third part grand finale stay tuned